right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica. Hi, Katie. Do you want to talk about the weather? (laughs) Part of me always wants to talk about the weather, (laughs) but, you know, we're trying to branch out. Yeah. Let's just say it's lovely and move on. It's lovely and move on. Okay. Okay. How was your weekend? My weekend was great because you don't know this yet about me because we haven't, we don't hang out or anything. Mm-mm. You haven't been posting things or telling yeah. me about it or... Because I didn't go to New Orleans for my cute little cousin's sure wedding this weekend. So much fun. Oh my gosh. If you ever thought that you'd been to a crazy wedding... You maybe haven't been to one in New Orleans, or maybe you have, and you're like, I know all about those people in New Orleans and how they party all night and have the most fun with a band walking down the sidewalk. And that is so cool. Oh, and it was like, walk to you. What did they call it again? The second line. line. So after the wedding in the huge 200 year old church with a beautiful reception, the brass band comes up playing. You know, the most typical, the most, um, what's the word I'm brassy? looking for? The most brassy. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Something and like that. we had a freaking dance parade down the street to the bar. More is... people in the second line than there were in my whole wedding. And this didn't happen until 11 p.m. It was an amazing time. I mean, you go to New Orleans, you're ready to party. Yeah. If you're having a wedding in New Orleans, you know it's going to be a party. Yeah. Um, because thinking about this wedding that I got to attend was so fun. And only half a year ago, I myself was the bride. And mm-hmm. it is crazy how much time, effort, resources go in to planning eight hours of your life. And you just, there's so much emphasis on making those eight hours count. Like more than I feel like any other eight hours in your whole world. A lot of focus is put on that one moment, making mm-hmm. it memorable, significant, Mm-hmm. All of those fun words that tie into expectations. Yes. <laughs> and so in thinking about that and then thinking about our journaling topic from last week, I just was kind of brainstorming about today's podcast and retrospect after coming home from the uh, celebration. The celebration. And I was kind of thinking about two different threads. Um, it got me thinking about... After an event like that, and I still haven't done this for my wedding even though I wanted to, how important it could be or how meaningful it could be to take some time afterward and write down all the things that I remember from the day. To reflect and have a memory, written memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, a I have the photos. Almost. I didn't get the video. But even those things can even can really influence your mm-hmm. perception. You know, like when you look through an old photo album, those pictures almost become bigger than the moments that actually mm-hmm. happened. They trigger your memories in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that there are just certain things that no photo will ever caption, you know, capture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Despite your caption. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you need to go through and do that. You need to spend some time in the in the waters of reflection. Mm-hmm. And Monica was telling me, I was mentioning this to her, and she was saying... Yeah, how last week we spoke about the journaling lore, and that it's, <laughs> as I've said, that I had heard that um, 
after you write something not to go back and read it or at least not right away. And I think that is a good practice. But for this reason, like the memory building journaling, you'd of course want to go back and read those things at a later date and be reminded of all the goodness and savoring the goodness like we talked about last week's episode, Warm and Fuzzy. And so after that episode, I actually went back through some of my old journals Mm -hmm. from 2016 and I was testing the lore to see if I'd have any, you know, crazy experiences from reading like it's time traveling when you see yourself in the past when mm-hmm. you read your old journal. It's like what's happening. You see you might change your future. Oh, which could be a good thing. You could butterfly effect yourself because of the ideas you had in 2016 revisiting you in 2019 and saying, "Hey, what about me, bitch?" And I was reading it like Oh my gosh, those seeds. I can still work with these seeds. This is so cool. And then also the feeling of like, I checked that off. I did those things. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I was making plans, you know, for these events to happen in my life. And now those things have happened. Where else can we go from here? So in thinking about that with like the, you know, we've talked about how important it is to set goals in your Mm -hmm. life so that you don't regret something that you were kind of wanting to do but never made Mm -hmm. happen. Um, this is kind of a way to go back and revisit, like, did I finish my goals? Am I still on that track? Have I completely changed course? Am I cool with the way it's changed? Yeah. All to these keep different checking things. in with yourself to know where, where you were, where you want to be, where you are. And of course, doing all that with like a, uh, non-judgmental, healthy you know? dose of, if you, if compassion. you get to a place where it's was a really sticky hard time, then you can just kind of flip through those pages. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I was actually, uh, Monica and I were talking about this. Morning pages is something that... Julia Cameron. Thank the you. Way. Thank you. She's my mind over there. Look at her go with her recollections. Um, she, re- she recommends morning pages, and I think we even uh, mentioned that last week, writing three pages in the morning. Like a brain and, dump. Mm-hmm. And how there's all these different ways that you could take that. I was thinking how interesting it would be if maybe like you spent a few lines on like a small notepad of a vent dump that you just like crumple up and throw away. Like that's no longer useful to me. Here's some shit that happened today. I want to let go of it. Mm-hmm. Throw that away and then kind of start your brain dump afresh either with like maybe writing down the gratitude bits or an event that happened, making sure you're going to remember these things in the future. Or some manifestation and some sort of thing that you want to see happen. I'm going to be super capable and confident in my meeting today. I'm going to present this material like a boss today, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Making those bold statements to clarify your intention and create an affirmation for your day that will set you into a, a mindset of positivity and possibility. Yeah, and I mean, think about how we encourage each other, how we are each other's cheerleader. Oh, you can do it. You can go get that job. You can pursue that man. You can do all these things, you know, the way we build each other up. But that's kind of like if you can believe it from someone else's mouth and you damn sure should believe it from your own, Mm -hmm. you know. And if you're believing what you tell yourself, you should certainly be careful about what you tell yourself. Yeah. Let's keep it positive which is possibly yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) as soon as we say it we're like but But it's really hard (laughs) but without checking in in that mindful piece Mm -hmm. it can be easy to forget that monica for a birthday gift years ago gave me a five-year q a a day so it's like write down the last time you went swimming 
every you know? time on May 5th, you'd Ex- write that. Exactly. So, um, but then some of them are a little bit more deep, like who would play your character in a movie? That's fun. Or what literary character do you most identify identify with. with something like that and I'll often cover up my previous years and write so I'm not influenced by the previous years and then I love to reveal the other ones it's like a fun surprise you know <laughs> that like, we mm. were actually reviewing this recently at Katie's and we what was it the January 1st or one of the new year's prompts in that Q&A book mm-hmm. and she was so adorable you wrote pretty much the same thing every time it was like describe your life's mission or something like that it's, it's like, like be me is basically what she said <laughs> and everyone like be your authentic self and do Katie and it's, but in different <laughs> be verbiage here now. every time be here now so cool. be here now yeah, be yeah. here now which is my thing of saying be mindful be present be mindful be present and that's so funny that for five years I've literally been telling myself every year that's like my ultimate goal and I still feel like I am so bad at it but it's a life practice it's a life you're actually really good at it because it's a practice yeah and it's just it's funny that you can work on something that much and still it's something that you have to remind yourself of which is why I'm passionate about what we talk about Mm -hmm. in this podcast because it's so easy even if every single year that's your number one goal is to be here now, it's still so freaking hard to continue mm-hmm. to be here now and to mm-hmm. not get caught up in the bullshit past and the anxiety of what happened yesterday of, of freaking out about what's going on tomorrow. It's like, no, right now you're sitting across from your bestie making a podcast and that's fucking cool. Sharing experience. <laughs> it's making me think of like everything you just said is how I feel about the lifetime yoga practice. Like I've been practicing that since I was 18 years old and trying daily to figure out my body, figure out my physical body, my emotional body, my intellectual body, my spiritual body, this whole quadranity of myself that, you know, who knows what's going to (laughs) be happening in any one of those four quadrants every day. It's so different, but I'm practicing being me, whatever that means, being here now, whatever that means, being mindful, (laughs) whatever that means every day. And we've been working at it for some odd years, but it's a practice daily to be here, to show up, to be you. It's tough. And to find joy in all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And all the crazy negativity that you can get sucked into out there to still wake up in the morning and be authentic and bring the best and do your best. And And it's mm. the same practice of meditation these things aren't something you do one day and suddenly you're all zenned out you do it every day and it's still hard every day to to meditate to sit down with your eyes closed or to be somewhere that you can be contemplative or to be here now in anything you're doing it's hard practice yep and I know meditation brings more mindfulness I have had periods of meditation in my life but I honest I'm not in that you I purchased a book meditation for the love of it Sally Kempton Sally Kempton meditation for the love of it that Monica recommended and I've only read the first 15 pages and then I'm reading the book and I'm like why aren't I just meditating (laughs) I love that book and the one thing I want to pull on with you bringing it up is that she refers to ourselves as our beloved so how can we treat ourselves how you would treat your beloved and and that with that sacred space for yourself, like you are my beloved, Monica. Mm. Oh, so thank you, Monica. Wow. <laughs> and why so wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you be your own right? beloved? 
because we make ourselves mad at ourselves and we are doubtful of ourselves and we're not good enough for ourselves and we think we could do better and we feel like we're not enough and there's all these reasons katie but is that we're the practicing cave, is that the caveman in us we're practicing it's making me feel so difficult to just see the light <laughs> yeah and so i think not only a constant goal i would really like to and it's so funny monica introduced me to a, a hollis um rachel, rachel hollis. hollis and she talked about don't ever say i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to meditate more and i would I, that's why we're talking about journaling because i would like to try to journal more no i just need to say i am going to make a habit of meditation mm-hmm. and of journaling and those two things are really well hand you know in who hand. else said the try thing is really first came from yoda <laughs> <laughs> Do Thank you or do not. There is, there no, is try. no try. You can't just, you know, yeah. go through either... life with your bullshit excuses. You yeah, need to exactly. step up to the plate. If and you want make something bad enough, you're going to make it happen. If you don't want it bad enough, you're going to find an excuse. And mm-hmm. we're all about that. Mm-hmm. I'm so about that excuse life. <laughs> I don't feel like, man, man, man. There's so many reasons you could come up with. I'm cold, is one of mine. Yeah. When the house is too cold or whatever, it's cold outside. And I don't want to do that. I'm cold. I, have all I've had a great uh jogging I'm not going to call it necessarily running but a great jogging ha- habit that I feel really improves my mentality and I was traveling the country for two years and I was like in these really awesome climates and now that I've been back in Texas I went from I'm too cold every single day and there was like a week where I was like I don't want to run today and now it's like no it's pretty hot out there you know <laughs> I'm actually it's too hot it's kind of humid so I'm just gonna wait until the you know, conditions the fall. are perfect I'm just gonna wait until the fall now oh no I don't really need to put that bathing suit on <laughs> no it's fine no summer will kidding. be over before you know yeah it. winter is coming don't you know <laughs> yeah that's what they say <laughs> oh man so but that meditation bit and thinking about um that with checking in with ourselves and being mindful of our current status whatever that means it's amazing how often we go days and weeks without ever thoroughly scanning ourselves Mm -hmm. like yeah sure your back hurts you notice like oh my back is hurting or you're grumpy and that's easy to observe also exactly but like to feel the way that your lungs inflate and deflate and to just sit and breathe and um, just to kind of check in there it's just such a great way to connect to yourself and so easy and so weird that we have become disconnected enough from our own bodies that we don't do that on Mm -hmm. a regular basis True. So I was going to offer the tool that we learned in teacher training, and that is that essentially to have yourself in whatever seat, lying down, whatever is most accessible for you to close your eyes and do the check-in, very basic uh, body scan way. And we say body, but there are really four quadrants of that body that you may or may not have awareness of. I've found that in that categorizing those body bodies... (laughs) It's given me more understanding and more uh, context to what it is that I am processing, whether it's physical, emotional, intellectual, or spiritual. And so in this meditation check-in, quadrenity check-in, you settle in and for a minute or three, whatever, however long you need or want, think about... What is it that my physical body needs? And maybe a word, maybe an image, maybe a feeling. Um, What comes to mind as I'm processing and thinking about my physical form? 
And perhaps something comes up, and if so, take a moment, jot it down with the pencil and pad that you have prepared near you. <laughs> Maybe you draw a little picture, whatever comes to mind. Maybe nothing comes to mind. Christina always says, if nothing comes to mind, that's okay, but know that nothing is something. <sighs> I love that. Um, but then to go through each of the quadrants. So after you do physical, then you spend a moment asking the self, scanning the self, what is it that my mental body, my intellectual body needs? And then writing that. What is it that my emotional body needs? Writing that. What exactly is my intellectual body? Well, what are you learning? What are you processing? What is your mind observing? Um, Something going on at work. Maybe you're frustrated because you just don't understand Excel. (laughs) And they're expecting you to do all these things on Microsoft Excel. And you're frustrated Mm because you don't understand that program. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Intellect is... And then the spiritual is what is my spiritual body needing, wanting. And that's, you know, that Mm -hmm. thread that ties all of it together. I think the spiritual body is obviously in a little bit of each Each. of those quadrants. But um, so, yeah, having that check-in gives us an opportunity to be mindful, but it's also compartmentalizing those sections of ourselves. So maybe I I feel... um, pleasant i'm having a good day i feel smart i feel connected but my my back is sore Mm -hmm. so maybe that's the only thing that's really rocking with me today and i am i can be grateful then that i at least have a good attitude and that i'm understanding (laughs) of my anatomy and the way my back hurts um and i'm gonna breathe through it as best i can but i'm still knowing that physical pain exists so creating a mindfulness map of where i am through journaling through through meditation and through just self observation Mm -hmm. I think it's such a useful tool. And I think talking about these things, anytime we're, you know, we open up some subjects, I found that in doing this podcast with you, Monica, it makes me kind of check in. A lot of these topics are really pertinent and it has kind of threaded us, threaded me through some cool parts Mm -hmm. of the last couple of months. So I'm excited to get back into journaling, get back into medication. (laughs) That works too. Um, get back into meditation. Two practices that really can help me be here now. It's funny that I wasn't really planning on talking about all that. Um, so, I mean, listeners, if you have anything that you could bring to the table to help us get re-energized about those things, what do you uh, love about your journaling or meditation practice? Or well, what's a fun tool you use to kind of unlock some of those corners of the mind that may not be ready to speak yet mm-hmm. or I have one okay <gasps> can I offer you my favorite journaling technique yes you may it's called non-dominant hand writing journaling <clears throat> it's kind of clunky of a name but essentially you're gonna pose yourself a question with your regular dominant writing hand I would use my right hand to write Monica, what do you have to share with me? Or Monica, what do you want for dinner tonight? It could be as vague or specific, whatever you're working with. Okay, then you pass the pen to your non-dominant hand. Lefty gets a hold of the pen. Lefty has to work a little harder Mm. to make things happen. And somehow in the wiring of our brains, magic happens. I don't really understand it. But another voice is able to unlock and 
and speak. You've never written with your non-dominant. Well, maybe you have. Uh, not much. I really not much. have not done much. It's really interesting. And not to say that something profound has happened every time, but it's fun to, to just never, play with that. I've never practiced that. That is so. really cool. We might really, try that. really neat. But yeah, I, th- I think that that similar thing can happen when you're doing a brain dump or if you're doing Julia Cameron's suggested morning pages. Um, when you're writing for that long and Julia suggests to just write about not, I mean, if you have nothing to say, just start writing the word nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing over I and over nothing again. To say. Yeah. And eventually you'll probably find some juicy stuff in there. Just yeah. like when you're sitting in meditation and it, you get to that beautiful other side and you can start seeing into your soul. It's kind of that left handed exercise. Another voice takes God, that's over so cool. and says, hey, let me show you something. Man, I And would... they actually say that about meditation. One last thing about that is if you're starting a new meditation practice, one of the best analogies I've heard for it is when you close your eyes, you are a new puppy. Your inner self is a brand new puppy. It wants to see you. It has so much to tell you. It wants to sh- it wants to play. Let's look at this. Let's look at that. Let's think about everything. Let's do it all right now. And it's overwhelming. And you got to open your eyes and be like, whoa, puppy, I'm not ready for all of that. Mm-hmm. But the more you sit with that puppy and the more you close your eyes, and the more you go inside, the the less new it is. And the more it's like, oh, that's my that's my best friend. That's my old dog, you know. That's that's the voice that I read when I go and look at my old journals. That's the voice that will be with me 60 years from now. Mm -hmm. That's that's the inner self that can be so easily hidden. And we're trying to access that voice through different means in our story writing. Yep, this is such a simple 10-minute writing exercise that... Is it necessarily a journal, but it does allow some of those other parts of the brain to show through the same way that the uh, painter, the painter is able to express a different part of themselves on the canvas and the poet does. And this is just kind of our quick little way of having some creative moments. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. It's super fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love the, I love the way it doesn't matter. I love the way it doesn't matter and that you can write. I mean, I know we're sharing it with whoever's listening. So sorry if they suck occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Who knows? You can but, fast forward them. Yeah. You, you could stop at the end of our little spiel here. Who knows <laughs> what you're into. But it's a practice. And the more we can let go, writing non-judgmentally, letting ourselves be creative, giving permission to step outside of our normal box, the more we can practice that, just like we're practicing being here now, just like we're practicing yoga, just like we're practicing meditation and journaling, we might be more mindful readily in our daily existence. Yeah. So let's do it. Today, we will be using Jamie Cat Callen's The Writer's Toolbox, a fun game that we like to play with. We are going to be spinning the wheels today, which means we will give you at the top of the exercise all of your things, all your prompts, your protagonist, your action, your obstacle, and your goal. All four of those things you will have like putty in your fingertips Mm -hmm. to mold into whatever shape you wish. Take out your pen and pad if you'll be joining us and set your timer for about 10 minutes minutes and get ready for your protagonist frank the painter frank's goal is to be king of the heap 
an action that will take place in this story takes up dancing. His obstacle, though, the cat lady. All right. So we have Frank the painter. Who wants to be the king of the heap. Somebody's going to take up dancing. But darn it, that cat lady. (laughs) All right. Let's go have fun with that. How'd that go for you, Katie? It went so silly and fun. (laughs) Can't wait to hear it. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Hi. I'm Frank Sisko, eighth grade candidate running for King of the Heap, also known as President of Ridgemont Junior High. You may know me from Junior Varsity Tennis, as last year's talent show winner for playing the piano, or for my paintings, which have been featured in the local newspaper and on display at the library on Broadway Street. I know I will make the best president of Ridgemont Junior High because I'm not only talented, I'm trustworthy, and I have this school's best interest in mind. I pledge to you that when I'm elected, I'll lower costs of ice cream in the cafeteria. I'll extend breaks between classes by at least a minute and a half. And I'll bring back the Friday night hop. Our school's beloved monthly dance, which has been canceled by the board last year. I know some of you may think voting for Janice McCallan is a good idea. But I am here to tell you, Janice will make a terrible president. She is not talented like me, and she's not trustworthy. She was caught lying last year when she said she loved all animals unbiasedly, which you know is not true because anyone that has 15 cats which she does, please speak to my advisor, Trevor, for details. Owning 15 cats clearly is a sign that you love cats a lot and you don't love all the animals unbiasedly. Please attend the after-school seminar to learn more about my initiatives and to see my newest dance performance that I plan to use to bring back the Friday Night Hop. In summary, vote for me, Frank Sisko, and I'll be your new king of the heap. That was great. I love that his name is Frank Sisko. I kept wanting to say Francisco. Like in Elf. He's like, Francisco. I see him like pushing up his glasses and I don't think he's going to win. Oh, poor Frank. But Janice is clearly a liar. Yeah, I mean, and you really shouldn't. 15 cats is just too, too many. (laughs) Just two. Wow. Okay. Mine went, obviously, exactly the same direction. (laughs) Yeah, that would be crazy. (laughs) Like, I also have a Frank Cisco who's running Mm. for class president. Okay. Weird. So journaling, huh? This doesn't really seem like it could be that effective. How could me, Frank, just a guy who paints fences, be changed by writing some silly words on a page? I'm still skeptical, though I'm obviously giving it a shot. I'll try anything at this point. I can't believe I still listen to my mom's advice. I'm nearly 50 years old, and I'm still trying her sweet suggestions. Last night on our evening phone call, I was telling her about the fantasy sports league I was a part of and how we had a draft coming up. And they're having a contest to see who gets to pick their team first. Whoever's video has the most likes gets first choice. 
Oh, how I'd love that. My team would be so badass if I were the king who got to pick first. But that would never happen because all people care about these days is silly cat videos. That's why I was telling my mom about it to begin with. She loves cats. And that's who was winning the vote as of now. A crazy lady with all her cats and little sports jerseys. But mom didn't care about the cat video. She was more interested in helping me figure out how to win that contest myself. She recommended I journal to ask myself how I could win. <laughs> so that's what this whole dance is about. Wait, I just had an idea. The only thing people love more than cat videos is watching a middle-aged man bust a move, right? <laughs> so what if I record myself dancing to Beyonce's latest single? That's it. I'm sure to get more attention than that stinking cat lady. Well, what do you know? Maybe there is something to this journaling thing after all. Oh, look at that. Love, Frank. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't put that at the end. Um, That's yeah. wonderful. King of the heap. What is? I mean, what is that? What is the know. heap? We want to know what your heap was about, guys. We want to know your interpretation. And we also want to know what you're doing to stay on top of or what even your obstacles are against meditation journaling mindfulness life hop yes. on over to our instagram page and interact with that question bum, bum, bum. as always please email us your stories and or suggested prompts suggested. please rate us review us share the love right here right now bye bye